0: Welcome everyone to today's devotion. I know we're getting started a little late and that's okay. Uh, but we are going to do an entire book of the Bible uh, to John. We've done this before with Philemon. Uh, uh, 2 John is only one chapter long. So just like we did Philemon, uh, it's one of those weird pet peeves that, that I have. Um, you don't say 2 John chapter 1 verse 7. You just say 2 John 7. Right? Um, uh, whenever I was in... Uh, college, uh, Jude is still my favorite book, uh, but it was, uh, I really started studying Jude and it just drove me crazy. People would say chapter one, verse five, like you don't need to do that, but you don't care. Um, but 2 John is, continues the same uh, teaching that we got in 1 John. And so again, the emphasis is on truth and love. So if you've been going with this, you, you may be thinking, oh great, same thing we've heard the last five days and, and yeah, yeah it is. Uh, but but John is, is someone who wants you to know that Christianity doesn't even be more complicated than, than what we make it, at least on the personal level. Our priority is the truth of the gospel and obedience to the gospel. And, and the way you obey the gospel is to exercise the love that we know is found in Christ. So the truth of God's love that he demonstrated in the cross should demonstrate itself in how we love our brothers. Very simple message. Um, John isn't as deeply theological as Paul might be. But, but this was while reading John is really helpful because he brings us back to the very Basics. It's also why uh, whenever people want to know, where should I begin to read the Bible? I like to begin with the Gospel of John. I also recommend James, which we went through uh, a long time ago. Uh, but also, the, I think the Epistles of John are really good. Because it really pounds the message, truth and love, truth and love, truth and love. Um, and And then in that message comes the affirmation that not only can I know God through truth and love, but i am known by god through truth and love and we live in an age that that wants to err on on one side or the other in fact i would say right now the swings of both left and right are the swings between truth and love the the left I want to emphasize love um, and and uh, so they use terms like bigotry, racism, phobias, and stuff like that, and saying that you're not a loving person. The right will come and, and say, uh, and they want to emphasize truth, and, and and they do truth to 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 the at the risk of love. The other. Uh, affirms love at the risk of truth and there should the church should be there and say no uh, you both are are missing the point we need both truth and love in fact in the very first verse of this letter we get this the elder to the elect lady and her children uh, if we have more time we explore that language of the elder and whatnot Uh, whom i love in truth so so we see it right there already i love you in the truth what what brings us together in a deeper intimacy is the truth of the gospel and I would just add there that for your marriage uh, remember that intimacy isn't just a physical reality it is certainly that um, it is also a spiritual reality and through that you feed the, the mental and emotional uh, health that, that comes out of uh, spiritual intimacy. So, so if you want your marriage to thrive then husbands you need to pastor your wives and through spiritual intimacy uh, will, will broaden the beauty of, of uh, intimacy in general. So whom I love in truth and not only I but also all who know the truth. So it isn't just you and me love each other in the truth. But all believers are united in love by the truth. Such a simple concept, and how often do we miss it? Chances are many of us would choose a church because we like the youth group, the children's ministry, the nursery, the, the programs, the outreach, the preaching, the, the pastor, the youth ministry, the, the worship, the, the carpet, the location, the entertainment value, uh, their, their online services, uh, uh, the, their budget, all these things, and we forget that actually what should draw us together, is truth and love. Truth and love. Verse 2 because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. This is an eternal truth that that produces love. Well, verses 4 through 11 is the body and he's going to talk about love, then he's going to talk about truth, right? It's it's Pretty straightforward. Uh, I, I'm willing to bet that by the time we get through tomorrow, we finish 3rd John, uh, you'll be able to go back through 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. And I think you'll be able to, to pick up these themes a lot easier than maybe you can and Second Corinthians or Hebrew, something like that. Just just easier to read, very simple thesis. First four, I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask you dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have heard from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. And this is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. Now you'll notice there are a lot of parallels with what we saw in first John. So, for example, at the end of verse six, um, he says, uh, "Just as you have heard from the beginning, remember, First John started uh, with the rhetoric that lacked an antecedent. That which was seen, that which was heard, that which was witnessed. You know, uh, he uses some of the s- same language, but he's saying that Christ's love predates His incarnation." within creation and the work of redemption, we are the benefactors of Christ's love. And, and so, as we were commanded in the Old Testament to love, we were commanded in the New Testament to love. What is difference between those two commandments is the cross. And so we love others as Christ has loved us upon the cross and this is the standard of walking in the truth so truth isn't just a static list of, of things to believe it is a proactive reality of who we are so when you know who you are in Christ the truth then that identity affects how we treat others, how we worship, uh, the things we do and say. So truth isn't just a passive uh, list of beliefs, it is an active reality that changes everything. And of course we are to love one another. Uh, but you'll notice, so he, he mentions truth in verse four, love in five and six, he's back to truth in verse seven. Now, the, the American in this may want, okay, a section on truth, section on love, salutations, go home. But John wants us to see that that they weave in and out uh, naturally. When you're speaking of truth, you're really speaking of love. When you're speaking of love, you're really speaking of truth. They are separated, yes, but they're inseparable, like justification and sanctification. Yes, they're separate. But they go together and need to. Uh, Verse 7, For many deceivers are gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Everyone who goes on ahead and doesn't abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. So we've talked about this and we'll spend forever. John may have someone in mind specifically, Serenthus. At the very least, he has a theological teaching called Docetism. Um, And and Serenthus was a Docetic. And Docetism teaches that Jesus wasn't incarnated in the flesh. He only appeared to be human. Um, And so he was sort of like a phantom. Uh, He was spirit but not flesh and that is how they held to the um, um, perfection of Jesus. Uh, well, that's heresy. We believe that, that, that the body matters, so it isn't just that Christ came down to visit us. He came down as one of us. He was incarnate, incarnated as one of us. Thus, the incarnation really matters end uh, Christianity and this is why Christianity has a theology of the body something that I think Christians are talking about more in light of the sexual and gender revolution uh, that the body matters so who you, who what your body is and what that body means matters to God where image bears God makes gender um, and, and whatnot so what we do with our body is is a theological issue as much as it is an ethical issue and so syrinthhus and others would deny this, this this, this heresy continued for several hundred years. Uh, got caught up into Gnosticism. Some Gnostics were uh, usually docetic. Um, but nevertheless, verse 10 and 11, the more controversial verses of this chapter, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but just for the, um, I know people ask about it. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any a greeting. Whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. Now, the question people always ask is, these guys on a bicycle, uh, with white shirts, black pants, and a pocket protector, and a bike helmet. Um, bring with them a strange lit- literature, as uh, Billy Graham would say. Um, and this verse telling me I shouldn't let them in the home for a conversation. No, that's not what the verse says. Um, you have to remember the itinerant ministry was one of the primary means of spreading the word at this time. actually continued into colonial America um, for to the 19th century into the 19th century and so you would travel around um and and you would preach and so welcoming someone into the home was embracing their teaching and doctrine and john says that is dangerous to do Um, that we don't want people to confuse Christianity with heresy. At the same time, be watchful over your own soul. So I would say uh, if you are someone firmly rooted in sound doctrine, a conversation with someone who may come to your door or or elsewhere uh, may be beneficial, um, uh, especially if it leads you closer to understand the gospel. But I would say that if you're a new believer or someone who is, is struggles with s- some stuff and still exploring and growing in discipleship, maybe it is best to say, uh, no, thank you. I'm a believer in Christ. Um, you know, and th- that just be the end of it. Now, I welcome uh, our, our house has been um, blacklisted, essentially. Um, but I welcome a JWs and Mormons into the house. Um, uh, largely for for my own entertainment, uh, but but uh, my wife rolls her eyes whenever they come by the house, uh, and we have a usually a, a lovely conversation. Not always, but usually a, a lovely conversation. I've been accused of being a racist and other stuff by by one of those groups. Um, but I don't think this verse says not to do that. The Bible wants us to engage. The Bible wants us to proclaim the truth of the gospel. The issue is uh, uh, the public proclamation of sound doctrine and for the health of your own soul. So um, I don't know if that helps or not, but this is an issue that comes up all the time. So tomorrow, Lord willing, we'll look at Third John, and guess what we'll talk about? Truth of Jesus and love of Jesus. Really, that's Christianity in a nutshell. Hope to see you tomorrow.